so out of it because it's so beautiful outside, but hot in the studio. I'm excited for the movie tonight. Kind of excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to wrap up work today. Um, I almost forgot to do an intro. I tell you, we're going to talk about a great ice cream place here in the area that I've never heard of. I'm going to ruin a song you absolutely love. We're going to talk about the funniest story of the week and get into just how subjective art is or was this a giant scam. There's also an article that um, I need Alex to read so we can talk about. Um, It was an article by Rebecca Someone at Vox, a website that I go to every day. It leans how we like to believe. And I don't know how this person's political or social beliefs uh, lean because it's all over the place, but like in a good way. It just covers so many things, many of which I've thought about, um, especially since the, the actually right before the pandemic where um, the mental health discussion was less stigmatized. And I was glad that I started to really use my voice and be an advocate when I did. And I, I did notice a point where, and this is before the pandemic, there was a point where um, I think it became almost a problem in some ways that it became, uh, that the stigma came off of it. Like everything became mental health issues. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's not OCD. Um, people were self-diagnosing incorrectly. In and it's a great article. So once I get Alex to read it, will I hate, I hate, speaking of things that become too damn popular and over unpack even though people are using that less I hate that word I hate that that business buzzword uh Kimberly Newman is on again former uh, NBC 24 and WTOL meteorologist working at the Victory Center now she uh, uh she offered for me to go over the edge uh, I wasn't going to do that, but my feet can stay firmly planted on the ground October 19th at the premiere for a celebrity waiter event to benefit the Victory Center. Let's bring on Kimberly. How are you, other than uh, not not in proper podcast form? <laughs> I'm good, other than that. I didn't know if you were actually, by the way, I'm recording, so everything you want to say from now on, um, it's going to be in there. Um Wow. I was well, uh, listen, from someone who has peed with the microphone hot, I think that uh you know, it's it's all been done. <laughs> uh how did that happen? Oh, well, I the way I wore my microphone when I was on TV is I would have it connected to my dress, but then I would wear like a like a leg strap so it almost looked like I was on house arrest. Right. And then, you know, commercial breaks while a package is airing, whatever, I would like run to the restroom. Most of the time, I had the wherewithal to turn it off, but, you know, every once in a while, you're just not 100% there at 4.30 in the morning, and, you know, the whole control room gets to hear you go potty. We've we've all had our gaffes. I have my <laughs> my, all, my all-time best one. Like, I had some screw-ups before where I would leave the microphones on, and... Um, but the one that I will never forget is I was, I was working in Orlando and somebody called and I had to edit the phone call because they cursed. I bleeped out the word because I was half paying attention. I bleeped out the word before whatever the curse word was, whatever they said. (laughs) So as soon as the bleep ended, it was like, (laughs) yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, before we talk about whatever you've signed me up for, um, which I'm sure is a, mm-hmm. another wonderful Victory Center 
uh, event and cause. What like what yeah. would you do for eight hours at work? I, I like asking other people about their jobs, and I know you have a new one now. But like, what is a, what does a meteorologist do for their their forty hours a week for their eight hours a day? Oh, oh, as a meteorologist, it was like I was like, oh, now I'm literally like. Wait, 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 Kimberly, it's 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 hard. You have to talk to the bottom part of the phone. Oh, hang on. <laughs> I should sit down because I'm working as I'm talking, and that's probably a bad thing. Yes. Okay. Let me let me let me just take this moment to relax. Okay. When it depends on which shift, honestly. When I was working at WTOL, I would do the noon show. So literally, I was on air within an eight-hour shift for 30 minutes. Okay. And even then, you're not on for the whole show. Right. So I would arrive, you know, 8.30 or so, 9 o'clock. I would start to forecast, but the morning meteorologist had already established the forecast for the day. And it was a big thing from every station I went to that you don't contradict one another. Sure. So I couldn't come in at noon and all of a sudden say, you guys, I know he was saying all morning dry and sunny, but it's actually going to rain this afternoon. Even if there was compelling evidence, you still had to be somewhat consistent and then just sort of like filter in those little changes. Okay. So I would look at the forecast and make sure I was on the same page. Um, there's a lot of like web stuff. So you're putting a story on the website for the station, doing stuff on social media. Then I would get ready, hair and makeup, and then do the show. And then into the afternoon, there were some days when I would host tours. Um, the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts get a badge called Lights, Camera, Action if they come to a TV station and do a tour. So I would say three days out of the week, I was doing Boy Scout, Girl Scout tours, at least during the school year. Okay. And then other days, it was graphics, you know, creating new graphics, coming up with a way to filter in a lifestyle event whether it was a sporting event a game a concert and you just sort of like redesign your graphics from day to day got it hey you know who uh when you were at uh nbc you know who i i got very close with and we still talk to this day amalia <gasps> no way oh my gosh she is such a gem yeah i'm a huge fan of her and oh my gosh she is the coolest she actually was one of the few people who was Super welcoming of me because I obviously got over there just by like jumping across the street. And she was just so kind, welcoming me with open arms. Yes. So talented. She's a great human. I was disappointed when she uh, moved out of the area because we were pre- we were becoming you know pretty darn friendly. Um, mm-hmm. I have a surprise. She's in Columbus now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I have a surprise for you, and it rhymes with Malix. Hiya! Oh, yay! <laughs> Hiya! Tis Hi, me. Tis me. Um, oh what's going God. on? How's yeah. the convo going? I, I'm just asking Kimberly, like, what the hell she did all day as a meteorologist. You know me. I like asking people about their jobs. <sighs> so I love. So what I like a quality of Kimberly is like you are a scientist and I feel like you lived and breathed it, which you still do, mm-hmm. but she's literally mm-hmm. like Miss Frizzle. Like you, you can't find somebody that has a dress <laughs> with like clouds on it or like you're so well-intentioned with what you wear and like your accessories are fun and it's just so, oh, you're so fun. Cute. 
it's but it is it's always been so fun you know what i mean and so it like it's fun for me to see it too like when you're teaching or if you found something cute i will also never forget you dressing up as moira rose from schitt's creek for halloween that was fantastic (laughs) good job good job girl when when we so and alex has done something that actually like you know sort of brings back like a recovered memory for me when um no joke, Eric, there were a lot of days where there was nothing for me to do. I mean, mm. even when I talk about, like, design and creation and stuff like that, sometimes you don't have the motivation or the creative, like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. So sometimes I would just shop oh, yeah. online. Like, to be honest, <laughs> that's, how my, that's how my day was. We, we, my afternoon, at least. There's a, but, um, there's a great evergreen topic I, I love doing. Um, ask, and I know it, it's kind of... It's not a great time to ask this question, but it's always a great time to ask this question. Like, everybody wants to be Mm. paid more. We're going through, like, a compensation revolution. But um, how much time do you actually spend at work working? Mm -hmm. People don't don't think about that. Um, I would rather work, like, five grueling hours or six grueling hours with no break and just knock it all out rather than sitting around for like eight or nine. Like, you know what, what job, there's one job I could never do it. And I actually want to like save these people and granted they're not full-time jobs, but the people at planet fitness, like they look so miserably bored. Like I know there are people who just don't want to work, but if you can, if you can be somewhere and be bored for eight hours, I tip my hat to you because I could not do it. And you mean the people working at the desk? Oh, God, yeah. The greeters? The, hi, bye. And, and so, okay, so Kimberly, you go, you go to Planet Fitness, or you've been to them, right? Yes, of course. The most uncomfortable thing in society today as a Planet Fitness member is when they wake up because they, they've sensed someone is leaving and you're already out the door and they're like, bye, and you just hear it in the distance. <laughs> because they're required to. Kind of. Like, like, do oh my I go, God, you're do so I, accurate. Do I go back and do I say goodbye? And somebody actually gave me a good thing to do. They're like, you should you should start the goodbye and have a you good should. day. But then again, like half the time they're not they're not awake. Or if they are awake, their their eyes are barely open. But yeah, that's a thing. But I could never be at a job where there's a lot of sitting around regardless of what the pay is. I got to be busy. Mm. Okay, I have a question for you then. Because this happened to me today. This is not an ad, but I ordered lunch, and the Freaky Fast fella from the sub shop <laughs> was not Freaky Fast. <laughs> How dare they? So, so I, I went downstairs. I'm like, I never go outside on Tuesdays and Thursdays when I'm at work because our location is upstairs in the hospital, and we go windows that don't open. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go get some fresh air. I'm just going to go outside and wait for my lunch. So I went outside. Do you strike up a conversation if you are originally sitting alone and someone sits down next to you on a bench? Mm. I don't I don't think I would because I I would I think I would be overcome by my annoyance that somebody just came and sat next to me when there's likely <laughs> other places for them to sit. There there <laughs> there are people there are women mostly who claim that they have mastered resting bitch face. I have uh-huh. resting bitch body language. So <laughs> yes, thankfully, you do. 
he like I give off a vibe of if I talk to this person, my children might be in danger. So for the most part, I get left alone. But I actually want to go back. Uh, we were uh, they they were buying lunch for the office here a couple weeks ago. We were doing a, a project and moving things around. And our poor girl who went out for it went to like three different Jimmy John's. And I, I had heard this. They have been struggling maybe as much as anybody when it mm. comes to uh, service industry and food places. Like they are not freaky fast right now. In fact, I know some places have very limited hours and they won't deliver. But our girl Mary had to go to like three different ones because we had such a large order. The previous ones were like, no, we're not going to make it. Wow. Wow. They just said no. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would have ordered oh. it at like 9 a.m. that morning. So they give them time, like ordering at 9, picking up at 1. Right. I, I, right. Anecdotally, I've heard from Jimmy John's, people talking about Jimmy John's, and even that might not work. Like, they're just obstinate about making large orders. So, Isn't uh, it funny when wow. places that have reputations and they don't meet their expectations, you're like, what? Like, leaving Chick-fil-A, they did not say my pleasure. I said thank you, and they oh, did no. not respond. My pleasure. Where's the manager? Somebody report this young man. <laughs> there was one day we were in line at Chick-fil-A, and this sweet young man, bless his little heart, he was probably 16 years old, and he looks at me, and he's a person of color, and we're in Perrysburg. And he looks at me, and he goes, oh, my God, are you Dominican? His manager turned his head so fast, like that head whipped around because he was talking to me about something personal and like he like leaned over and whispered to the poor kid and I was like Thomas said oh he just lost his job yeah <laughs> like, that, that kid literally had a come to Jesus moment at a Jesus fast food place oh my god I mean his manager looked so quickly like the way his manager just turned his head Wanting to know what was going on and why that question was being asked. That was not my pleasure. <laughs> but I thought he was so sweet. So hopefully he stayed there. I didn't see him after, but, you know, he could have left. Um, oh, Kim- my God. Kimberly is, uh, is on again because she is a uh, media expert, partially retired media star doing Victory Center things. Now, I saw them um, set up at Hensville for the Komen race last week. I didn't see you, so I didn't go over there. But um, you seem to be pretty... My coworkers don't bite. Uh, But you know what? I know what it's like when when you ask if somebody's there and they're not. And people are like, what am I, chopped liver? Yes, actually, you are chopped liver. You're disgusting. (laughs) Actually, Um, yes. (laughs) So uh, you've roped me into an event that I'm happy to help with because my feet can stay on the ground as opposed to your over-the-edge nonsense. Um, Eric, I'm stoked. I'm really excited that you said yes to doing this because it um, doesn't require a lot of work, but it, it, it is such an important position that you're going to play. So for anyone who's wondering, Eric is going to be a celebrity waiter. We have our celebrity wait night every year to honor our medical advisory council. Most of the time they're telling us how many times a participant who is going through a cancer journey and get an oncology massage in a month, right? Mm -hmm. How does that affect them? What does that do with their treatment? What's the interaction? But you can imagine in the past year and a half, they've done a lot more than that. They have helped us to create an office policy, develop our mask mandates, you know, talk to people about what their comfort levels are, and, of course, offer us, you know, 
their opinions when it comes to how we proceed through COVID. Mm-hmm. So this is a really exciting event because we get the chance to say thank you to all of them for what they've done for us. And um, it's always been one of our favorites because it's a lot of fun. The theme this year is Vintage Vegas. Um, I did tell Eric that he was allowed to wear a Spider-Man t-shirt. Kimberly, Kimberly, <laughs> you have to talk into the bottom part of the phone, please. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I told Eric that he had to wear a zoot suit, and then all of a sudden his schedule changed, and he was busy. <laughs> good, good luck with that. <laughs> So then we changed it, right? Like so, that, yeah. you know what? Come so, casual. And that's did, actually what a lot of folks want to do for an event like this. They don't want to get off of work and then have to, you know, get dressed up again, put on a suit again, or whatever it is. So casual fun. It's a Vegas theme. We'll have mm. casino tables, um, an Elvis impersonator. And then we also have our raffle basket, silent auction, wine and dine pole. And um, a really special presentation for the 25th anniversary for the Victory Center. Awesome. Aww. It's at the premiere, correct? Yes, that's right. So the premiere has hosted this event for several years in the past. They do some amazing food. So we have a really great menu of uh, options. And then um, they also provide us with the wait staff who will be carrying the food from the kitchen. So as a waiter, Eric doesn't have to worry about balancing any toys. Uh, but instead, you'll be serving drinks to folks who are seated at your table from our open bar. Al- alcoholic drinks, right? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's a Tuesday night. We're going to get crazy. I will, I, will, <laughs> I will check their drinks to make sure they're, uh, they're made right, and then I will I'll get it over to these people. It sounds like a, a really good time. Um, how, who came up with the Vintage Vegas theme? Well, before we started at the Victory Center, it was something that um, was established, actually, for 2020. Um, but the event had to go virtual. So when we mm. made that change, we held on to the team and just told everyone, you know, don't worry about the costumes or the theme. Uh, we'll just do it again next year. So that's what oh, we're doing is- now is we are uh, sort of redeveloping something that we used last year, but never actually got to happen. So folks I would have totally pegged, pegged you for the theme, Kimberly. I would have. I would have like that's that's got Kimberly written all over it. Oh, if you saw my list of inspiration for themes for next time, you would die. <laughs> I mean, like, I would love to pick your brains if you guys have any ideas, but I got to say, like, I have the next six years all set. <laughs> what are they? Let's talk about this now. What are some of the themes you've got rolling around in your head? Oh, well, one of the big things is, um, like, a decade theme. So we want to uh-huh. allow each table, each celebrity waiter, to make a choice. Is your table the 1920s with, you know, flappers and gangsters, or is your table the 1990s? And we're all going to come dressed up in our... Oh, that's awesome. Um, so we have a decade theme. I also am really a fan of the the name parties that they're doing on TikTok a lot now. So it's like the mm-hmm. Joe party, where you show up as like um, Joe. Joe Biden or an average Joe or, <laughs> you know, all those funny things. Oh, uh, uh, the Tiger King. Got it. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's called a Joe party, but you come Joe up Rogan. with a famous Joe. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, what else do we have? We've got all sorts of stuff. Oh, a holiday party where you come dressed up as your favorite holiday. So we'll have folks in Christmas attire, folks in uh, Valentine's Day attire, folks dressed up like the 4th of July. Maybe I'm here for that. Yeah. Kimberly, what Kimberly, what what is your favorite holiday? 
Um, is it weird if I say my birthday? No. no. That's, that's not a holiday. I mean, I don't see it recognized on any calendars, but... Uh, Nationally celebrated. Alex, what would you dress up? What, what holiday would you dress up as? Ooh, probably... Oh, God. I don't know. Let's me and you go as like a food, right? And you're like national pizza day. I don't want to hear anything about national days that people have made up so that Facebook can pull more content out of people for another year. Um, Alex, let's let's go as Juneteenth and make people really uncomfortable. Oh my god! Shut the fuck up! I would be disowned if I did that. I could go as like Thanksgiving. I could totally do like a Adam's family where he was a turkey. <laughs> it's like, eat me. Do you oh guys remember God. that? Eat Mm-mm. me. Yeah. No, from the Adam's, the like the, um, the Adam's family movie where he was a turkey. They did the play outside and the kids burned it down like Wednesday and the Adam's kids burned everything down. But the, the one boy was a turkey and he's like, eat me. I'm a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> uh, so on October 19th, tickets are still available, correct, uh, Kimberly? They are, yeah. We have sponsorship opportunities available. We have full tables available. Now, the premiere did originally say, we're going to try to keep this small. We don't want a large gathering of people. Um, so right now we have, I think, 37 tables, and um, we're going to top it at 40. So there's still a few more tables available. And then we have um, single seats. A uh, couple seats if you want to come with a, a friend or a spouse. And um, it's just a few hours on a Tuesday night. It really does go towards a great cause with Victory mm-hmm. Center benefiting from this event and able to continue on this year by providing services for cancer patients. Awesome. That's um, great. Well, thank you for taking some time again. And, uh, and thank you for inviting me and not having me get up anywhere really high. I appreciate that. I'm always happy to help you out. Wait, I have to ask you, though. So all of our waiters do something fun to entertain their tables. Do you have any hidden talent? Alex, <laughs> do I, 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 uh, I have a great deal of Star Trek knowledge. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's not sarcastic. I know I, I have. I no, have literally, of... you, your, sar- your sarcasm is your talent. Ah, <laughs> You're uh, fucking funny. But that's not, that's not a hidden talent. I share that with everybody. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I could imagine you walking up to your table with a hat on and tennis shoes and you're like, I'm not funny. Don't ask me to do anything funny. Here's your drink. Like, <laughs> oh and that would be funny. Oh like, I would enjoy that. But isn't there a restaurant like that where you would yeah. your waiter to be a dick to you? I think it's in Vegas. <laughs> Listen, you can really play up this trope, Eric. You could you be could. like the best, worst waiter of the night. You You could. Yeah. But again, you said now. Hidden. I feel like we should give an award away for that. Is it is it hidden talent or or just like unknown talent? No, mm. not even. I mean, just, just some entertainment, especially since your table are people who have essentially like won the lottery because they get a true celebrity mm. celebrity waiter. No. So when you when you come in, you bring something special to the table. Who are, who are the other people that you've invited to be celebrity waiters? Or waitresses. Uh, Dan Cummins has done it for us several years running, so he'll be there as well. Yeah, um, he's you a- know Sandra Irvine? Okay. Oh, yeah, I know I her. I love her. I, I know Sandra. Sandra she- is a chatterbox, and yes. I just 
could listen to her talk for days and days. So she's going to give recipes. She hosts the Fat Cat cooking show. So she's going to give all sorts of like <laughs> cooking tips. And, and I love this. Show. If you do the uh, if you do the decades party, she could be a twenties gangster because if you've ever heard her talk, she she is like. <laughs> A chain-smoking, hey, honey, let me tell you about this great London broil. <laughs> Miss Hannigan. Yeah. Um, and Dan, Dan is definitely a celebrity, in his, at least in his own mind, so that was a good bet. Who else? Dan started working at W... See, I have trivia about Dan Cummins. <laughs> That's my talent. Dan started working at WPOL when he was 19 years old. That guy is a legend. They didn't even have TV then, but good for Dan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and then Lisa Guyton from okay. 13 ABC is going to be there as well. We also have a lot of our board members who serve as celebrity waiters. So we have everyone from the medical community to um, the marketing community. We have folks who are joining us from, um, oh, Nick Comise from the Toledo City Council. Oh, is a good. Yeah. And I'm working really hard to try to get Deja there as well. Uh, <laughs> Floyd's been in you and know out what? Of, Floyd's been in and out of town a lot lately, so he could be Floyd might to, li- Floyd like, might like that. I, I think so. I think so. Um it'll be good to see him. So mm. all right, Kimberly, yeah. thank you for the time. I appreciate uh everything you've been able to share with us and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. You guys are the best. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Goodbye. I know what Kimberly's talent is. Well, <laughs> not talking clearly through the phone. Correct. Yes, she's very good. She's very good at that. She's busy. She was multitasking. Clearly, I get that. But come on, like especially a media person, like you've got to be, got to speak clearly so people listening or watching can know what you're saying. But I, she was, yeah, she was multitasking. I bet she'll listen back to it and realize it, though. I'm sure she will. Yeah, Kimberly, Kimberly if you're listening to this right now, you're right. That sucked. <laughs> I'm kidding. She got the gist of it out. Um, uh, a couple of quick things. Uh, a great story that I came across today. Actually, my um, like one of the few remaining people left at all of our media places. Um, Brian at NBC24. Since Sophia and Bree left him, Brian, who's been there for like six months, is now like big man on the totem pole. He's also from Philadelphia, so we have a bit of a connection. But um, chitter chatter. I think that's the name of the ice cream shop in Holland. And yesterday, they did a, a, a portion of the proceeds going to the uh, Lucan T. Boyle Foundation. Are you familiar with that? I am not, no. Um, I remember this thing several years ago. Let me pull it up again. Oh, I pulled up the... Uh, I put the wrong link in there. So, this is a, a great thing, and I, I wish it wouldn't have been so far off my radar. Um... The Chitter Chatter Ice Cream Shop, 20% of sales went to the campaign, the Lucan T. Boyle Campaign for Kindness. Shortly after Lucan um, took his own life four years ago due mm. to cyberbullying. Um, mm. Quite a powerful story, and it is now a kindness campaign, so it was cool to see that place do that. I wish I would have known about it sooner. I would have pushed more people to it. I would have spread the yeah. word a lot more. That's um, a good feature ahead of the Out of the Darkness Walk as well. Abs- absolutely. Like, so much of the show today is like, on the on the air was come to the out of the darkness walk and i also talked about that so we got a lot of suicide on the air today but you know mm-hmm. we're raising awareness so those things don't happen mm. um do, do you know do you know the 
the Mineskin song, the Beggin song. I'm begging, begging you. That one? Uh, I, there's several. Let me play yeah. some. Yeah. So you do know that song, right? Isn't it like a, didn't they, but aren't they sampling it from something else? Probably nobody has a creative idea anymore on their own. That's I mean, and, and, and if they do, it, it's their subconscious heard something else long ago, and they've created something new. You um, should. T- I mean, before you continue with this story, you would be a fantastic insult waiter if you choose to do that at, on Tuesday night. Like <laughs> your just casual ability to say nobody has a creative idea anymore. You just do it, please. Thank you. And then at the end, they'll be like, wow, he was so great at that. How did he come up with all those cutting remarks? And so It's a natural. Like, right, right. It's a gift from God. Okay. Anyway. So that song, I was listening to it in the car the other day. And like, this is a huge song. Like this song is, is beloved. It is a hot song. And it's nice when something that isn't like Olivia Rodrigo or like <laughs> a, a, a hip hop song or something that like it didn't come from TikTok. It's like a naturally born organic hit like from the old days right i'm gonna ruin that song for you oh why um because i'm gonna play something for you a song that i think people really disliked or they heard it once and that wasn't that was enough not nearly the hit that that song is so let me play it i gotta feed this back to you here a little bit so mm-hmm. just, uh, it might sound a little weird for you, but let me play this, and it's probably going to be a YouTube laundry, ad. Yes, and I found this in your room. I'm sorry. So you're a policeman now? Some kind of secret agent? <laughs> so without the real high note there, Beggin reminded me of that horrific song from like 2004 by the darkness called I Believe in a Thing Called Love. First of all, that song is not horrific. I am a champion at that song in karaoke. Shame on you for doing that. That song sucks. I love it. I'm here for it. It reminds me of like Queen from back in the day. Yes. And I I never knew even when that song was like a current song, like is this supposed to be a joke? Like, is this a, <laughs> is this a parody or are they is this their talent? Because I don't see much of it. Yeah. Um, have you seen the story about the um, the museum that lost like eighty four thousand dollars? No, of merchant of like uh, art. Um, kind of. I mean, so when you when you go to the art museum, um. What appeals to you? What what kind of art do you appreciate and enjoy? <laughs> the naked people? Um, the, no, the... no, really none of it. I, I pretend most of the time. I appreciate it. I enjoy it. I don't have any particular like taste in one thing or the other. And most of the time, I don't know what I'm looking at, don't know what I'm seeing, and have no idea how to critique it. I'm just there. <laughs> yeah. Know? If that makes it. I like the immersive stuff. Like, I like the... Uh, if I said anything, it would be the immersive stuff. I'm totally with you. Like, there's this four-century-old painting of someone, and I'm like, the child is gruesome-looking, and um, I'm sure there's <laughs> symbolism involved, and I, I don't get any of that. Um, so I'm, I'm right there with you. But, but art is, is very subjective. When, I mean, sure. 
when it comes to, to any kind of art, and so much can be art. So I have actually decided not to read the entirety of this story and and find out like what about it is is true, what was the the motivation behind this person, is it some kind of social stance or what? But I will read this part to you. A Danish artist was and, and a lot of people have seen this, so you're you're catching you up. A Danish artist, a Danish artist was given eighty-four thousand dollars by a museum to use in a work of art. When he delivered the piece he was supposed to make, it was not as promised. Instead, this guy gave the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Denmark mm. two blank canvases and said they were titled, <laughs> Take the Money and Run. <laughs> so I did see that. <laughs> I, I did see that. I love that story. I also loved that story. Like, <laughs> I would have put literally like just did like took some black paint, put a little black dot in the center and says focus, right. like and named it focus. <laughs> Like, focus on this black dot. Blink your eyes multiple times. Now look around you. What do you see? Boom. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. (laughs) You know what I mean? Something silly like that. That's fantastic. So they didn't, like, did did he promise them some other kind of art piece and this is what he gave him? Or did did he promise them, like, an art piece that's going to make you think? Or that will make you have feelings? I don't. Or or did he, is he just some kind of, like grifting huckster I, I i don't know and i don't want to know because i just find the, find the story funny as it is but if it's either of what you said <laughs> it's still very funny like if he stole the money um i i don't know i just love the story whether he's seriously like it's art it's subjective i mean he, he's not wrong or he just stole it i i really like the story I could mean, you what, imagine can you imagine if this museum decided to sue and the judge said, you know, here, well, you asked for an art piece that makes you think he offered you something that was going to get your mind working technically like, you know, there's white paint on the canvas. So he did paint something and you have to think about what he painted. So he gave you what he agreed. <laughs> Could you imagine? It reminds me of like when Barrio Taco and like, um, uh, Condado when Cond- somebody sued somebody and they're like, well, your idea is wholly oh, unoriginal. Right. <laughs> you know, um, it's that kind of thing. Did you watch the, you didn't watch the Daredevil show on Netflix, right? No, I didn't. Okay. So it kind of reminded me of, of that. Um, I got to send you a picture of this. I, and I'm going to send it to you right now. You won't get kicked off, right? No. So um, the Kingpin meets who will be his girlfriend. She runs an art, an art gallery. And he is just entrenched, entrenched and mesmerized by this piece of art. I'm sending it to you now. Um, it should be coming over. The title of it is Rab- <laughs> Rabbit in a Snowstorm. Clearly the rabbit is also white. So it is much like what this dude created for that museum in Denmark. <laughs> I am here for that. If I like any kind of artwork, it's that kind. It's the tricky kind. It's the kind that anybody could do it. Like you you have to, you know what I mean? Like I appreciate that. Yep. Um Let me uh hold on. I want to hear something real. Sorry. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. 
Uh, never mind. Um, do you have anything else? We could have talked about that article that I, I passed along to you, but you're not in a reading mood today, which is totally fine. You know, it was, I'm just like, I just don't, I'm, I'm being a lazy bitch today. I don't feel like reading. I, and I did <laughs> legitimately didn't, although I did get a lot done. It's been pretty quiet here for the day. So I was able to work on some things. No, not really. We saw, I know you saw the news. Brittany is freed from her father as her conservator. She's not free of her conservatorship, right. but she is free of her father being the conservator. So I'm curious if they're, if she's going to move forward with freeing herself from conservatorship all along, or if she's going to kind of get what she needs fulfilled out of a new, probably state mandated conservator, I'm sure. And what if the, the next conservator is worse than him? I doubt it. I, I mean, I doubt that, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will, uh, I was going to ask you, but I haven't asked you for recent ones because you just can't make it. But, uh, Josh and I are going to see Venom tonight. <gasps> is it out already? Yeah. Dang it. That would be fantastic. I need a distraction tonight. That would be fantastic. Um, and but, then uh, tomorrow morning, uh, I'm going to wake up a little bit. Uh, I get up early these days anyway, but, um, WTOL and, uh, my little, my friend Zainab, um, their morning reporter will be live in the dark at Promenade Park with the AFSP crew to promote the walk on Saturday. So I'm going to go visit them tomorrow morning. Oh, fantastic. I have a sweet little volunteer coming with me on Saturday, so I'll have to introduce you to her. She's lovely. She's a freshman at Notre Dame. Um, uh, the high school here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, yeah, other than that, nope, not a whole L. It's going to be a quiet night for me. An, an anxiety-ridden night, wondering if you're going to be the first call to the pavilion tomorrow or no. So I need, we need to call, we, like we need to talk on the phone because I have not updated you on some things that I've shared with you over the last couple of weeks. And it's, I don't know if it's like, there's been press releases done about it. And I'm curious if that's something that you have an interest in talking on the podcast about. But we have to talk about it on the phone first? I think so. I don't know okay. if you want me to share it on the podcast yet, but Is, it might be something... It, can't be worse than me saying we should go dressed up as Juneteenth. <laughs> How do you even dress up? Maybe we dress in the reverse when I put you in chains. <laughs> no, I'm like, free, we would be freed slaves. <laughs> you can say that, though, because you're a Jew. Sorry, is that not acceptable? The original slaves. Uh, <laughs> we put those pyramids up a long, long time ago. <laughs> All right, I will. Uh, I can call you soon because uh, kind of a slow day here. My work's done, so I'll catch up with you shortly. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Bye. Uh, bye bye.